episode. Welcome to Knickknack News. I'm Alex. And I'm Anthony. And my first story is Healthoween News. Oh. And this is from CNN. And I figured we'd get this out of the way first. Because okay. it feels weird to talk about Halloween and not talk about, you know, what's going on in the world. <laughs> um, Fair. Uh the headline is, stay inside this Halloween with your household, doctors say. All right. Their advice is, just stay home. Probably probably good good advice. Um, So, with the threat of COVID-19, trick-or-treating may not be safe this year and kids should be kept home, according to three professors from the Northwestern University Feinberg School of Medicine, uh, who released written statements this Wednesday. Dr. Sadia Khan, a physician, epidemiologist, and assistant professor of medicine at Northwestern University Feinberg School of Medicine, said in her statement, <laughs> I realize <laughs> now so that I just said, it, said that whole thing twice, uh, people, are, people are trying to come up with creative ways of passing out candy, but I'd be worried for potential spread from any contact with people outside your household. So she's suggesting just don't do anything <laughs> for trick-or-treating oh, okay. because there's just a risk of spread. Um According to a Spotlight on Education education survey from NORC at the University of Chicago, only 12% of U.S. households plan to go trick-or-treating this year, as opposed to 24% who went in 2019, so half as many for those doing the math. (laughs) Uh, One in four families said they are still going to give out candy this year, which is down significantly from last year's 38% rate. Um, most people who celebrate will carve pumpkins or watch scary movies at home, but some 41% said they will not celebrate at all, um, which is up 10% from last year, according to the survey. So 31% Hmm. last year said they wouldn't, again, for those doing the math. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. And also some 41% of parents report their children are angry or disappointed about their canceled Halloween plans. So, Yeah. That's 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 sad, but it's yeah for a good reason. Right, you'll understand when you're older. <laughs> it's you know, hopefully it's just this year. Hopefully we'll be in a better, <laughs> hopefully it's better just place this year. <laughs> by this time next year. By next Halloween. Yeah. Um, Goodness gracious, yeah, I hope so. I mean, it's not the end of the world if you can't go trick or treating. But I know as a kid they could be disappointed. But there's plenty of things you could do at home yeah, with exactly. your parents for fun for Halloween. The fact that some people just aren't celebrating at all is kind of sad. I mean, you can still just be by yourself you and do, do something things. fun. Like, yeah. like something you could do is just watch something scary at home. Like even if it's just you and your parents or whatever um, yeah. in your household. Um, yeah. Yeah. Dr. Craig Garfield, who is a professor of pediatrics and medical social science at Northwestern's Feinberg. <laughs> I'm sorry. To give much. It's just a lot of words. It's so many words. <laughs> and director of the family and child health innovations program at children's hospital of Chicago. <laughs> oh my goodness. So many titles. Uh, suggested in his statements that parents could modify their plans, uh, hiding candy around the house, which Garfield calls trick-or-treat mixed with hide-and-go-seek. I feel like you could have found a better name for that. Uh, can be a safe... <laughs> the, the name for it was hiding candy around the house as like a like the name for that game. Well, I think or... trick-or-treat meets hide-and-go-seek was what he was going for. Oh. But, uh, he, said, okay. he said that's a safe Sorry, alternative to traditional uh, trick-or-treating. Um, and overall, the lowest risk way to celebrate Halloween is to stay indoors with your household, said Dr. Taylor Hield, surgeon, pediatrician, and assistant professor of pediatrics at the University Medical School. The bottom line is that there is a risk, and it's simpler to just cancel everything, uh, she said in a statement. 
So, yeah, I know it's it stinks, but we just got to just one year. We just got to do yeah. this for one year. Find an It'll alternative. Okay. Just order just, some candy. Have it at home. Eat candy at home. Eat candy at home. Like that's fun to do. It's candy. All the all the reward with none of the risk. Right. Like, I, like what's I, not to love about that option? Just, there's nothing not to love about it, and you can only buy candy that you like. Yeah. You want to end up with all this garbage candy? Yeah. Going stale over the course of the year until you're like, oh, gross, and then throw it out. Yeah, you can. None of that. Curate the candy. Exactly. All right. My first story is random local spooky news. This is from Huffington Post. And the headline is, man makes horrific discovery after plummeting into New York sinkhole. Oh, I heard about this. You did? Yeah, and it's actually terrifying. (laughs) A New York man, a New York City man, (laughs) clarification, (laughs) was was waiting for a bus recently when he fell into a sinkhole that held another horrific surprise for him. He had fallen into a swarm of rats. (laughs) Like, actually, though, there was like a swarm of rats in the sinkhole, and he fell into it. Oh, my gosh, so scary. Um... Leonard Shoulders, 33, suffered a Sorry. broken shoulder. <laughs> He's, he broke an, an arm and a leg. He fell down 12 to 15 feet. Um, like just, He was on the sidewalk and just fell into the sinkhole, and he couldn't move. He had this broken arm and leg, and there were rats crawling all over him. And he couldn't <laughs> scream. He couldn't scream because he was afraid they were going to like go in his mouth. Which they probably would have. Yeah. This is like the scariest thing I've ever heard. Oh. Um, and it uh, it says emergency crews took about a half hour to rescue him, and then he was hospitalized. And supposedly he's okay now, but he was. He but was he's just traumatized. Covered in rats for half an hour, you'd mm-hmm. be traumatized too. Yep. <laughs> That's horrifying. Yeah. Ugh. That's like a real life horror film event right there. Yeah. Why is there a sinkhole opening up in New York City? I don't know. But like you hear about sinkholes every now and then, it's like a thing. But you, you don't think of like, not usually. City. Yeah, not usually in like a someplace where a lot of people are walking all the time. I, I I don't normally hear about like a person fell into a sinkhole. It's like it's usually a car in Florida. Like a. <laughs> I was gonna say it's usually something like heavier. Yeah, like a car or in like Florida. the the corner of a building or in something. Florida. <laughs> Somewhere where there's, like, sand. In Florida. Yeah. Yeah. But in New York City, that's not really a common thing, I don't think. So that not that I've heard of. a very fluke uh, event, so I feel really bad for that guy. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe all, that's a, maybe all that that was holding up the sidewalk was that swarm of rats. And then they just, it just got too much for them, and they just let go. Yeah, well, if you go to New York City anytime soon, you better watch out. My next story is... Witchy space news. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. This is from CNET. Rare blue moon will bring a Halloween 2020 treat to the skies. Ooh. Uh, don't get too excited. It's not actually blue. I don't oh, know why okay. they call it that. Um, <laughs> but the full moon that will be visible on October 31st is called the blue moon because it's the second full moon of the same month following the harvest moon of October 1st through October 3rd, which doesn't, again, doesn't explain why it's called a blue moon, but apparently that's what you call the second, if you have two full moons in one month. Because that's not that common. Oh, really? 
I guess. Interesting. Okay. So once in a blue moon. Yeah. I guess. Anyway, in a rare treat, the 2020 Halloween full moon will be visible to almost the entire world rather than just parts of it for the first time since World War II, specifically Halloween of 1944. So this is the first, like, Halloween full moon since World War II that everyone can see. There was apparently one in 1955, but only some. We couldn't see it, so. Oh. So that didn't count. So it didn't count. Okay. (laughs) If the U.S. can't see it, it doesn't count. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Residents across both North America and South America will see it, as will Africa, all of Europe, and most of Asia. Um, while Western Australians will see it, those in the central and eastern parts of the country will not. So they also kind of lied when they said everyone could see it, but almost everyone can. That's most of the population of the world could see it. So yeah. it counts. Um, and if you miss this one, you'll have to wait until 2039 for another global Halloween full moon. So they said you probably won't need anything special to see it. Just step outside and look. It'll be there. All right. It'll be quite visible. Um, and yeah, full moon on Halloween. Spooky, spooky. It's very spooky. Enhances all your witch powers, I think, if you're a witch. If we got any witches listening. <laughs> also, if you're a werewolf. If you're a werewolf. You might want to be careful on yeah, that night. Yeah, it might be particularly a particularly bad night, as opposed to most full moons for you. Right. Because this is like a spooky one. Right. All right. My next story is supernatural animal news. Ooh. Ooh. This is from Vice.com, and the headline is, This bird went extinct and then evolved into existence again. It's like a zombie bird. It's a zombie bird. Whoa. It's a supernatural bird. <laughs> no, it's just a normal bird that <laughs> evolved twice, or more than once. Just a really, cool. It's a really good type of bird. So it's, it's just, just a really like, solid It's a really solid design. You know what else is weird? It looks kind of like a crab. <laughs> That's that's not true. I just made it up. Its wings are claws, (laughs) and its body is a shell, and its legs are crab legs, and it's just a crab. (laughs) Check out our last episode if you don't get that joke. Okay. (laughs) The uh, Aldabra white-throated rail, a flightless bird that lives on its namesake atoll. Is that how you pronounce that? Like a beach? Atoll or atoll? Probably atoll. I don't know. In the Indian Ocean, it doesn't look like anything special at first glance, but the small bird has big bragging rights because it has effectively evolved into existence twice after first going extinct some 136,000 years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. According to a study published on Wednesday in the Zoological Journal of the Linnean Society, the rail is an example of a rarely observed phenomenon called iterative evolution in which the same ancestral lineage produces parallel offshoot species at different points in time. This means that near-identical species can pop up multiple times in different eras and locations, even if past iterations have gone extinct. That is crazy. I know, right? And also, it's got to be so confusing for anybody looking at the fossil record. (laughs) Like, wait a second, there was one here, but... Yeah, and just to paraphrase, that's exactly what happened. Like, they figured out... Like, you know how they, there's, like, different, you know, eras of the fossils that they're looking at. They can see how old they are. And it's, like, they found this bird around 136,000 years ago, according to, like, the earth that they found the fossils in and stuff. Mm-hmm. But then there's this huge period of time where it's just not there. Um, and supposedly they think that it was extinct in, um, 
like because of rising sea levels, I guess that happened at some point, like made it go extinct back then. Oh, because it's flightless. That makes sense. Because it's a yeah, because it's a flightless <laughs> bird, and so it's like wait, if I don't it's know a if bird, it's like it, on, an, on an island or on the shore or whatever. But yeah, it's a flightless bird, so it caused it to go extinct. And then um, they actually found the fossils in the Seychelles and um, on Madagascar, oh. and I guess the same species like recolonized those same areas, but just like, you know, thousands of years, thousands later. of years apart. Yeah. That's, isn't that so cool? That's so strange. <laughs> and yeah. strange. And but it makes weird. sense. I guess it, like if it was suited to that environment, then if it's in suited, it's still suited to that environment now. I Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's just like a natural, I mean, evolution is a natural phenomenon and it kind of makes sense that it would just like happen again. If like the sea levels changed to allow it to be there again. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, just, I've never heard of this phenomenon before, so that was crazy. Um, but apparently iterative evolution has been observed in other animals, such as sea cows, ammonites, and sea turtles. Huh. Um, but apparently this was, this is the first time that it's been observed in like a bird type animal. So an avian animal. Hmm. I wonder why sea cows came back. I don't know. They, they don't, seem kind of just. They like don't seem weird. particularly evolutionarily advantageous there. to exist. <laughs> There's actually a lot of sea creatures like that for some reason. That's I don't true. Know. I don't know why. That it's is. the ocean's so the ocean's big enough for everyone, I guess. I guess, including if you're pointless. <laughs> uh. My next story is costume news. think of a clever title for it's just costumes uh <laughs> this is from kismodo and you may remember last year we talked about 2019's worst costume yeah. ideas this is 2020's worst costumes yes and specifically these are like the costumes that are available for sale on those sites that just try to make everything sexy <laughs> and it's like they do every year and it's okay. often terrible and my favorite part every time is the names uh, usually the costumes themselves are also bad, but the name <laughs> yeah. the names they come up with to avoid copyright infringement are <laughs> are just amazing. I'm, I'm ready for this list. Okay, so we're just going to start with the one that they decided was the worst. Okay, it's a sexy take on KFC's Colonel Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> the name they came up What's with was called? Fried Chicken Hottie. <laughs> And it's, yeah, it's pretty much what you think it is. And it also, like, it even has a goatee and, like, a, like a, a stuffed animal chicken to go with it. Why would you want to have a goatee? <laughs> I don't know. I, I Wow. I don't All know. Right. It is, it's pretty rough, though. Uh, one of the only costumes that this website was able to find that incorporated an appropriate face mask was called Nurse High, which was a green and white sexy nurse costume that just had, like, a bunch of marijuana leaves, like, all over it. Okay. So Nurse High was, like, the best masked costume they found Hmm. in that it actually had, like, an appropriate mask. Um, And now I'm just going to go through some of the other ones uh, that were just weird. Um, (laughs) Okay. There was Chill Vibes Gummy Bear, which was just a package of CBD gummy bears. (laughs) Just (laughs) so specific. Okay. Okay. 
there's a lot of like topical costumes. One was postal babe, like sexy mail worker. Uh, oh, murder honey was a murder hornet costume. Which, yikes! Okay. Uh, props to the name on this one. Uh, the so exotic. It's a sex, oh, sexy it's, Joe exotic. Is it Joe exotic? <laughs> You know Tiger King is going to probably be the most popular oh, Halloween costume this terrible. year. Either Tiger King and Carol Baskin. Because you have, just have to get like a flowery shirt and like exactly. oh, a flower crown. Oh, it'd be such crown. an easy costume. So easy. And just look kind of aloof. <laughs> um, <laughs> they also had Sexy Mail-In Ballot, which they didn't even come up with a clever name for. They just called sexy it... Sexy Mail-In Ballot? It's just a dress that's got a mail-in ballot printed on it. It's not, not particularly wow. great. Uh, there were a lot of Joker costumes this year. With names like Nobody's Fool, Wicked Prankster, and Mad Gambler, which I don't think gambling is a part of his character, but anyway. Yeah, uh, what? That has nothing to do with it. One of the worst names, wow. Atmospheric Honey, was an us costume. Do you want to guess what that's supposed to um, be? Yeah, let me guess, because I don't know what that is. Atmospheric Honey. Is the, um, atmosphere, I mean, is it like... Greenhouse gases? I don't know. I, don't know what I wish. That would have been so much better. No, that's what they decided to call a take on X-Men's Storm. Like the oh. character Storm from X-Men. They called they called it atmospheric what? honey. Um here's one that's here's so one that's weird. almost good. Uh a world to see, but C is spelled S-E-A. Do you want to guess what that one is? Is it like SeaWorld themed? Mm, no. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's a it's a Little Mermaid costume. Oh, okay. Kind of clever. All right. Uh, Nightmare Hottie is just is a sexy version of Jack from Nightmare Before Christmas. I probably don't need to be saying like a sexy version of before every single one of these. Just assume. <laughs> <laughs> just what they just went for. Are. Um, <laughs> there were two takes on the genie from Aladdin called Wishful Thinking and Magic Lamp Honey. <laughs> They just use honey just like for everything. Everything, everything, including, everything tech honey including this one, yellow brick road honey. <laughs> <laughs> Which I really wish was sexy Elton John, but is in fact sexy Dorothy from Wizard of Oz. <laughs> yellow brick road honey. <laughs> it's just, they're not even trying. Um, That's great. Lost cutie is a, is a sexy where's Waldo. <laughs> This is so funny. And probably the worst name, I think, is Collectible Ball, which is a, which is a sexy Pokeball from Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> like, not even a particular Pokemon. Just, just a Pokeball. It's just a Pokeball. <laughs> it's really bad. Uh, see if you can guess what, what show these characters are all from. <laughs> okay. Mystery Leader, Brainy Babe, Sidekick Pooch, Danger Damsel, Sexy Sidekick. Um, is it Scooby-Doo? It is Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> That's Freddy, Velma, Scooby-Doo, uh, Daphne, okay. and Shaggy in All order. Right. So Okay, I like Danger Damsel. Danger I'm Damsel okay that. for Daphne. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty good. <laughs> uh, Caring Little Bear is just a Care Bear. <laughs> okay. I don't... Yeah. <laughs> Um, one of the space costumes was called Comet Me, like Comet Me, oh. Comet, 
come at me. I thought it was kind of clever, oh, actually. Hmm. It's whatever. Yeah, okay. It's just like a space outfit. And then here's another trio. Everything nice, sugar sexy, and spice sexy. And no, it's not the Spice Girls. It's the Powerpuff power Girls. It's the Powerpuff Girls. I almost said Powderpuff Girls. I'm like, the, no, nope. that's not right. But yeah, okay, the, that's okay. the Powerpuff Girls, and that's and that's all that I that I thought was worth noting. <laughs> but they're <laughs> obviously we'll include the link in our show notes, and they they're you should look at them all because they're all terrible, and there's Halloween is always ruined <laughs> by this list, but it always makes me smile. My next story is monster technology news. Oh. <laughs> This is from CNN.com, and I basically picked this for this episode today because it has a perfect headline, which is, The Caspian Sea Monster Rises from the Grave. Oh, it was dead? It was left and forgotten. Oh. But it's been rescued. And I'll tell you what I'm talking about. Okay. (laughs) Well, CNN, they wrote wrote this... (laughs) Yeah, because you don't know what it is yet. They wrote this like very like artistic intro to this new story, which I will now read part of because I appreciated it. Okay. Beached on the western shores of the Caspian Sea, it looks like a colossal aquatic beast, a bizarre creation more at home in the deep than above the waves. It certainly doesn't look like something that could ever fly, but fly it did a long time ago. After lying dormant for more than three decades, the Caspian Sea Monster has been on the move again. One of the most eye-catching flying machines ever built, it's completing what could be its final journey. (laughs) In July of this year, after 14 hours at sea, a flotilla of three tugs and two escort vessels delivered their barky special cargo to its destination, a stretch of coast near Russia's southernmost point. It's here in Durban, Russia, that the 380-ton Lund-class a chronoplan has found its new home. So this is about an chronoplan, which I found out what that is because I'd never heard of that what before. What is that word? It's a plane ship. It's a ship and a plane. It's a it's like an airplane that that goes across water, but it flies like a few feet above the water. So it's like a seaplane. Kind of, but it's like huge. Oh, it's really big. It's like a it's like a seven forty seven, like huge. Oh, yeah. Whoa. So They're by cool. monster, they meant a mach- it's a machine. It's a, yeah, yeah, they just okay. meant it's a machine. It's just a plane. Oh. <laughs> They've been calling it a monster the whole time. I mean, I'm calling it a plane. They don't know, there's not, it's in, it's not officially a plane and it's not officially like a sh- boat. It's like, apparently. <laughs> it's both. No, it's said in, yeah, that the, um, the International Maritime Organization classifies these things as ships, but in fact, they like are flying, like they're a plane. Like, they are above the water the whole time. Does, <laughs> so it, have, it's like, does it have wings? Yeah. Okay. How Do, do you have a picture of I it? I do have a picture of I'm it. Because I'm just having a lot of trouble right now figuring out what this thing might look like. Oh, okay, yeah. It looks like a plane. <laughs> but you can't, you can't tell how big it is in this, but it's huge. It's okay. It's very, very large. Um, yeah, so basically, anyway, I will now... Okay, thanks for letting me read that artistic intro of the news article, but basically... Um, yeah, so a, a, a chrono plans. A chrono plans are also known as ground effect vehicles, and they're a hybrid between airplanes and ships. Like I said, they move over water without actually touching it. Um, they derive their unique high speed capabilities from the fact that they can skim the surface of the water um, at that small height, and like it causes this effect called the ground effect, 
which is reduced aerodynamic drag on an aircraft's wings when they're when it's close to a fixed surface. Oh. Like it actually like generates lift somehow like more because it's close to like a surface as it's flying. Huh. Okay. Yeah. So that's that probably has is that some hmm. I shouldn't talk about physics that I don't understand, but is that like similar to how planes take off? Probably, actually, yeah. Like the um, same physics are probably at play. I was reading about it a little bit, and it did say that like when planes, it I, I saw somewhere that it mentioned like normal like passenger planes, like when they're close to the ground, this effect happens. But more like you probably might notice it when you're landing, actually, because like when you get close to the ground, sometimes there's like. There's like this extra lift that gets generated, like when you get really close to the ground, like right oh, before. Oh, is that you. why the plane like bounces up and down if they're not good at landing? And I think <laughs> potentially, or the pilot is just not good at landing. But yeah, but it's it's a it's just a cool physics thing. And so, whoa, this article is just about how that this type of aircraft was actually designed in Russia back during the Cold Cold War as like a like a military plane. Mm-hmm. Um, but this particular one, um. It's nicknamed the Caspian Sea Monster because it was used in the Caspian Sea, and that's just like what it's called. And they, it, it was just like left somewhere, and it was just like rusting somewhere. But they are turning, they're making this like uh, maritime, like naval museum in Russia now at that in that one city, and so they like uh-huh. sent these ships to like get this thing and tr- and like tug it over to oh, there. Oh, okay. So that's that's what that was described. That's but, what they're doing. Okay, mm-hmm. that okay. I'm following completely now. Okay. <laughs> Sorry if that was confusing. I just wanted I wanted to read the artistic intro into the, into the sea monster story. But yeah, that that's what's happening. So they're they're um they're setting up like a museum there, and this is part of it. And so and they are, you know, setting up like tourism and stuff. And the article yeah. talks a little bit more about that, um, and that town, what that town is doing. But it also talks about this type of vehicle. Apparently, it's um something that there there's a bunch of companies actually looking into the this design lately. Like it was something that was just kind of not really thought about for a long time, but. Mm-hmm. Um, according to this article, developers in Singapore, United States, China, and Russia are all working on different projects that aim to bring Ekrano plans back to life in for, like for different, you know, modern purposes. Like for example, um, the flying ship company in the U S is, um, trying to work on some version of this for like, just, just to move cargo at high speed over water. So like, instead of having it in a boat, basically you could have it on this and it would be faster. And I, Assuming it's probably easier than like pl- flying like a plane of like. Would it be something that you could like take across the Atlantic or Pacific Ocean? Is that yeah, I think like so. Little? Okay. Um, they didn't like exactly specify that, but I'm assuming yes. And it and seems they, like it'd be less dangerous than like air travel too, because you're right next to the water. Ex- yeah, exactly. Like you can't get like <laughs> you, crash. You crash like a couple feet. <laughs> <laughs> right. <Splush. laughs> oh no. Um, and they said they're looking into making them unmanned too, like so that they're almost like. Like drones, basically, but huh? Yeah, that would make I would be a lot less nervous about unmanned that on, thing, on right. water. Yeah, just a remote control boat at that point. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, so there's that, and then there's this, another company called RDC Aqualines, um, which is developing a, a line of commercial Ekrano plans, which are able to carry three, eight, or twelve passengers, hmm. and might expand to even more. Um, so they're you know, trying to find like other ways to like speed up transportation across like body of water, basically that you don't have to fly yeah. like traditional flying. Hmm. So cool. Yeah. It's just, I this, did not like, know these things existed. Neither did I. <laughs> and I found this and I was like, Whoa. 
And then it was fun because this this particular one is the only remaining one of like that design in mm-hmm. existence right now, basically. Oh. And and it has a cool nickname. So sea just monster. thought it was fun. The Caspian Sea Monster. So yeah, we might see some of these Ekranoplans like Ekranoplan. around in the coming years. So very cool. Okay, so instead of breaking news this week, we're just gonna do a special fall Halloween themed special segment here at the end with just some more fall and Halloween themed stories for you all. So I have brought the LA Times official Halloween candy power rankings. Ooh. Which we might have also done this in the past. Yeah, that actually sounds familiar. It sounded familiar (laughs) when I found it, um, but this is the official 2020 list. Love it. Um, They... I recommend looking at this article when we post it because they include a graph. Um, it's like a scatter plot where the y-axis is trade value, <gasps> and the and the it's x a scatter plot, and the x-axis is uh, taste and Halloween spirit. <laughs> I love that so much. So, like the upper right corner is like the most valuable trade candy, but also like the best taste and/or spirit, and the lower. Like left is the worst. <laughs> so, um, but then they also provided just like a list of, in this case, it was 31 different things you could get trick or treating, which again, you probably shouldn't be trick or treating this year. But um, I figure we just go through them. Uh, Let's do it relatively quick. Just see thoughts. Um, all right. All right. So, number one, um, and I think they're right, ra- I think this ranking is in terms of like upper right most in that graph that I described. Okay. So like highest trade value combined with taste okay. to lowest. Cool. Um, number one, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Yes. Agreed. Like My favorite. It's one of the ideal. Did we say this last year? That's my favorite Probably. candy. Probably. It's, okay. it's one of the ideal candies. Number two, Kit Kats. Oh. Seems high for me. Yeah, I'm um, surprised it's number two. They okay. did. They Their trade value was lower. Um, hmm. It's like... They, I don't know what these rankings are. Wait, what are. does trade value mean? <laughs> I think it's like what you could trade it for, and I think they just have some kind of arbitrary like value <laughs> like, assigned to each like, thing. Like, could you trade this for a Snickers? Or I think they like might that? actually have just specifically ranked them on like trade value, and then like I, oh, I, I don't okay. know. Okay, 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 okay. But <laughs> it doesn't so matter. Like, it's still fun. They mentioned. Yeah, like here's their description of Reese's peanut butter cups that have a high trade value. A full size cup might yield you a Snickers and a Kit Kat, four Dum Dums, or a handful of lesser candy. So <laughs> I don't know what their system is here, but anyway, I think I, I'm hoping. What I'm hoping is that they consulted with small children on the the values, the relative values of various candies and what could be traded for what. Right. I maybe I I don't know how it's scientific okay, it's okay. it is. But for Kit Kats, I think it's more that it's just like it's a good traditional Halloween candy. Mm-hmm. Um, number three, Butterfingers. Um, oh, that's number three? That's number three. I also think that's a little high. Twix is number four. Love Twix. Twix are very good. I would have voted for that number two. Yeah. Um, Starbursts and Haichu, which oh. I think Haichu is just like the same kind of candy, but a different Starbursts name. are very classic for Halloween, but... They are low trade value because they're very small. Yeah. But they're they're like a classic Halloween candy, I think. Yeah. Um, M&M's coming in at number six. All right. Which I think is fair. Uh, Whoppers. Um, I don't like number Whoppers. Number seven. I kind of like them. I don't I, like the malted I think I liked thing. them more when I was younger. Hmm. I think I've kind of grown out of Whoppers. Number eight, Snickers. Okay. You can't really mess with Snickers. Yeah. Um, Solid. Number nine, Tootsie Pops. I love Tootsie Pops. 
They're you, okay. Are you not? Yeah, you're not. On the tootsie, okay. You're not on the tootsie pop train. Yeah. I, I specifically like the chocolate and the grape ones. The other ones, I'm not. I could care less about. Mm. Uh, Skittles are number ten. Classic. I do like Skittles. Uh, I like the texture of a Skittle. Ooh, I never thought about the texture of it. But, but it's like, got like that crunch. Yeah, and when then you the crunch into chew. it, and it's like mm, it's a nice. Combo. It's just pure sugar. It's yeah. so good. Oh yes. <laughs> uh, number eleven, Crackle Hershey's and Mister Good Bar all fell into the same slot. Oh, okay. Which seems, I guess, fair. Um, yeah, that's that's fair. They're very similar. Yeah. Number twelve, the Crunch Bar. Okay. I think it's fine. It's not my. It's not my favorite. I actually really like Crunch a lot. Okay. But. It's a good texture, yeah, too. But it's, like, solid. I mean, it's average. Uh, number 13, Sweethearts, Smarties, and Bottle Caps. I don't think Bottle Caps should be in the same category as... Actually, I don't think any of these should be in the same category, because I think they're... Sweethearts have, like, an actual flavor to them, whereas, like, yeah, Skittles, those other, Skittles and Bottle Caps... Or, not or Skittles, Smarties and Bottle Caps are just, like... Well, they called them flavored chalk, yeah. which is pretty much yeah, what they those are. Are, mm. Number 14, Laffy Taffy and Airheads. I love Airheads. I, I never was why. into airheads. I don't know why, but I love them. <laughs> uh, number 15, Baby Ruth. Eh. Fine. Yeah, it's, it's okay. It's like a lesser, like nuts, it's like but... a lesser Snickers to me. Mm. Uh, number 16, Raisinets and Junior Mittens. I don't Ew. know why they're good together. Both those. Yeah. Sorry if you like those. <laughs> I don't like those. I don't mind Junior Mints. Raisinets can go. That's whatever. <laughs> number 17, Tootsie Rolls. Like Class- just plain Tootsie Rolls? Plain Tootsie Rolls. Yeah, see, I Classic like that Halloween candy. better than Tootsie Roll Pops. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> that sounded very judgy. <laughs> and I meant it, too. Uh, no. <laughs> number number 18, Pop Rocks. I'm surprised they get a category out of themselves on this list. Yeah. Um, They're fun, I guess. Yeah. Number 19, Heath Bar. Heath Bar. <laughs> Again, I don't really know why that's, like, on this list at all. Heath Bar is like, I always think of it as like boring. And I don't know if it's just the name of it that makes me feel yeah. that way, but it's just, I don't know. It's like, fair though. I kind of get the same. It's just like boring for some vibe. reason. They need to up their marketing. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Heath Bar. Uh, n- uh, number 20, Milky Way. I, lo- I, I really like Milky, Milky Way. Solid. Uh, number 21, Sour Patch Kids. Yeah. Which I like. I I don't know. Okay. They don't. They actually said in here they don't particularly evoke Halloween, and I would agree with that. Yeah. I feel like they're a movie candy. Number yeah. 22, Rolos and Milk Duds. Um, n- no no uh, comment. I don't think I really <laughs> ate either of those. So yeah. Number 23, Candy Corn. Too high. <laughs> Number 24. <laughs> Why? Candy Corn is so high on the Halloween spirit, though. I think it's, it would have been higher true. on this list. It's very How high is it, on the Candy spirit. Corn is lower than a, bottle caps? It has, Come on. it has literally <laughs> the lowest trade ranking value on the list. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that I, I see, Which is though. fair, because like, who wants like your loose candy corn? Who wants <laughs> <laughs> You're like, you go trick-or-treating, you just have this loose candy corn in the bottom of your bag. You're like, uh, I don't think yeah. I want this. <laughs> I think the only reason it's this high on the list is because it is a very Halloween tradition. tradition <laughs> candy. Uh, number 24, Jolly Ranchers, Now and Laters, and Dots. Again, three very different candies. Yeah. Um, I think hmm. they all kind of destroy your teeth. Um, <laughs> That's true. I guess they all technically destroy your teeth. Uh, number <laughs> <Those> ones especially. <laughs> number 25, Candy Jewelry and Novelty Lips. I don't um, even know what those are. It's like candy, like a candy necklace. Oh, candy jewelry. Oh, yeah. okay. I didn't know what you said. Or like a, I guess like a ring pop <laughs> yeah, would fall yeah, yeah. in this category. Okay. Though I think okay. ring pops are better than... Yeah, ring pops actually taste good. Yeah. 
They did rank these as number one for their trade value, though, because they're fun, I guess. I don't know. Number 26 is Twizzlers. Oh, yeah, Twizzlers. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the right <laughs> response. Oh, yeah, Twizzlers. Number 27 is Three Musketeers, which I, I actually really like. I think we've talked about we. Do we dis- disagree on Three Musketeers, or was that something else? That um, I don't think I don't have a strong feeling about Three Musketeers. Like that's, it's fine. That's fair. Uh, number twenty eight, a popcorn ball. I've never, oh, popcorn balls! I've never seen that never, trick or treating though. Or maybe I have. I, have. Maybe I was I have, never actually. excited about the popcorn ball. Yeah. Like, it was just like, what? This isn't candy. Yeah. You took all this popcorn and just stuck it together. What are you doing? Number twenty nine, gum. <laughs> gum. <laughs> that just seems uh, mean. Like, don't give that to a kid. Uh. Number 30, money. Wait, money is on this money list? Money is on the list. It has a high ra- tra- but that's trade not value. Candy. But it is money. <laughs> money. So, Wait, who gives out money for trick or treating? I'm not really like, Do people sure. give out like quarters, maybe like a coins or yeah, something I think, for fun? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. think I've ever, ever gotten money. I think when we would do like Easter egg hunts, some of the eggs would have money in them. Okay. But that's about, that's the only time I can think of holidays yeah. where it's just like small amounts of money. Anyway, hmm. at number 31, dead last, those red and white mints. <laughs> <laughs> like the ones you get at restaurants. Like those, pe- <laughs> those peppermint things. Yeah, those are gross. I don't like those. <laughs> yeah. It's like, who would do this and why? <laughs> it says that? Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's just, it's rude. Don't do that. For, don't do that to anyone. <laughs> that was red and white. <laughs> I'm surprised um, they didn't have like candy apples or something like that on there. Yeah, like a, I feel like, like they were missing a lot of things, honestly. And then included things that I wouldn't have. Yeah, but like money. money. Yeah, because <laughs> like money. Candy. <laughs> <laughs> also, you know what? I think cookie dough bites should be a th- Halloween thing. I would love Because we love cookie dough bites. You know I get that every time I go to the movies. Me too. Yeah. Me too. I have to get cookie dough bites. So Though again, good. I, I feel like they fall into that category of like movie candy more so than a Halloween well, thing. It, yeah, but I but wish that they would could be, change. I wish they'd become a Halloween candy. They could become a Halloween candy. Cookie dough bites are so good though. But that's the list. All right. That was fun. That was, that was yeah, great. A lot of candy. So for my special story, I have delish.com's special list <laughs> of fall foods that you can buy this season and um they're all pumpkin or pumpkin spice or some other fall flavored okay special edition food and i'm just gonna read a list of my favorites from the list because they listed like 50 of them or something and i didn't wow bring the whole list yeah. but i just picked out the ones that i liked <laughs> out of this that i Fair just wanted enough. to let everyone know existed um okay pumpkin spice hot chocolate hmm. pumpkin pie pop tarts Okay. Pumpkin pu- pumpkin spice swirl bread. I like that one. <laughs> pumpkin spice almond milk. Huh. To go with your pumpkin spice special case cereal or pumpkin spice Cheerios. Oh, that seems like a wait, what? Yeah, pumpkin which, spice sp- pumpkin spice Cheerios. Pumpkin spice Cheerios. Huh. Is a thing. Okay. Yeah. And there's pumpkin spice almond milk, so you can make cereal with pumpkin spice milk and pumpkin spice cereal. You can, it, that's an, it's an overload, but yeah. you can do it if you wanted to. And then on the side with your breakfast, you can have pumpkin caramel yogurt, special edition. Huh. Yo play pumpkin caramel yogurt. Okay. So far, these things aren't too bad. We're going to get okay. a little more, a little more crazy. All right. 
Boom Chicka Pop Pumpkin Spice Drizzled Kettle Corn. <laughs> you transformed by the end of that one. <laughs> you turned into another character <laughs> entirely. Yeah, I don't know where she came from. Um, I'm back, though. Pumpkin Pie Vegan Cracklins. Ooh. Oh, no. <laughs> Like pork, like, like pork rinds? Yeah. yeah but but we, they're pumpkin pie flavored. And they're vegan? And they're somehow vegan. What are they then? I don't know. Oh, 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 oh. What is a pumpkin vegan crack? Like, what is a vegan crackling to begin with? Just styrofoam? Probably. It's just styrofoam. Is it like those shrimp chips, but I guess they wouldn't be the shrimp? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably just styrofoam that tastes like pumpkin pie. If you're into that thing. Um, pumpkin pie ice cream sandwiches? That one's okay. That seems that fine, good. yeah. Pumpkin Spice Twinkies. That one would probably be good. Yeah, that seems fine. Right? Yeah. Okay. Pumpkin Spice Milano Cookies. Also fine. These aren't really in the order of cra- all the craziest okay, ones yeah. at the end, I guess. I failed at putting them in the right order. But oh, yeah. yeah okay. That's fine. All right. It makes it more unexpected. <laughs> pumpkin Spice Pillsbury Cinnamon Rolls with Pumpkin Spice Icing. Delicious. I would eat that. That sounds great. Two varieties of Pumpkin Spice Marshmallows. One okay. of them is Great Value, and the other one is Jet Puffed, the classic marshmallow company. Mm, yeah. So you got to go with Jet Puffed. I feel like you got to go with Jet Puffed. Yeah. I'm and really sorry, those, Great Value. You can put those in your pumpkin spice hot chocolate from, yes. from earlier in the list. Correct. Okay, my two favorite ones. The first one is Reese's Puffs Bats cereal. It's just Reese's Puffs, but it's they're just, shaped like yes. shaped like bats. <laughs> I'm fine with that. I love Reese's Puffs cereal. I love Reese's Puffs too. And the little bats are so cute and I love it. <laughs> and I want to buy some, but I didn't yet. Um, and then my favorite, just because I love coffee, is the Khalifa Farms Pumpkin Spice Latte Cold Brew in a bottle Ooh. that you can just like have cold brew in your fridge. It's pumpkin spice latte flavor. Just pour it out. Yeah. So all of these things are products that you can buy. <laughs> Our episode is sponsored by none of them. <laughs> Not a single one. I I just want to say that I love fall. Yeah. And that's all. All right. (laughs) All right. That's our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We post episodes every Friday. And as always, the links to this week's Halloween stories will be in the episode description. You can subscribe to Knickknack News on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. And you can follow us on Facebook on at facebook.com slash news, on Twitter at, at news, and on Instagram at news. Instagram! <laughs> All right, we'll see you next week. Bye! Bye.